We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's good, everybody? Big ups to the members of the Patreon. We got Nick Chavez, Christopher Velasquez, Daniel Gibson, Derek Plates, Devin Rendon, Corey Johnson Hoops, Ryan Pisner, and Stephen Briggs. Shouts to all the members of the Patreon. Right now, if you visit the Patreon, patreon.com slash veterans minimum. If you are in the $20 tier or higher for the month of August or September, be on the lookout. I'm sending you an email getting you into the Survivor Contest for this year's nfl season you can register in the description of this episode or you can go to the patreon and find the link on there this is open to everybody everybody can participate and have fun and enjoy it but the prizes will only be eligible for the paid contestants first place this year is 500 american with three merch items one of which is a custom bomber jacket there's only one of one made so go and check out the patreon if you want to get in just message either veterans minimum on social media or, or message me at the lamb show hit me up on discord wherever you are however you can get in contact with me just holla at me and we'll get you in to the survivor contest today's episode i got my guy charlie charlie is a dfs avid dfs player and he's won the FanDuel Million. Yes, he came in first place last year, week two, and he won a million dollars. I haven't won a million dollars. Shit was fire. Listening to the story, it was really cool. We talk a little bit about the NFC East in the beginning, and then we dive into daily fantasy sports. You guys know that I'm super passionate about that. And it was nice to pick his brain. I got a lot out of this podcast. And yeah, shouts to my guy, Dom. Hey, Dom! Dom, the middleman in this connect. And it was cool, man. The future of daily fantasy sports, as you guys know, we like to dabble. We like to get a little crazy. So I hope you guys enjoy this. You can apply this to your yearly fantasy stuff too. And yeah, this is a fun conversation. So sit back, relax, and most importantly, congrats. Yes, what's good, everybody? Welcome back to Veterans Minimum. 
Nick Deus here at the Lame Show is where you can find me. Let me put this laptop to charge while we're doing it. At Veterans Minimum is where you can find the show. Today, I have a special guest. One of us has won the Millie Maker <laughs> in DFS, and it ain't me. <laughs> but my guy, Charles, is in the building. What's going on, man? What's up, Nick? Thank you for having me. That, dude, that's an awesome introduction, man. <laughs> I appreciate that. Listen, we, we'll talk about the hat a little bit later. Yeah, Like yeah, I said, sure. you know, not everyone's perfect. We yeah. all have our flaws. Yeah, we, we all have our flaws. <laughs> and this has been a flaw for 25 years, bro, <laughs> but I'm still yeah. going to rock with it. I was... Uh, it's funny that you say 25 exactly because I'm starting to gather my research for <clears throat> the season coming up. Mm -hmm. And uh, the Cowboys, the last 25 years, 17 out of 25, it's been under on the win total. It's at nine and a half now. Yeah. And a lot of it is because you guys are America's team and right, it's such right. a public team yeah, yeah. that no matter what, sports books, they cake on, yeah, yeah. you know, Joe at the bar who's a cowboy right, fan right, he's right. just gonna blindly bet him over and the super bowl props and yeah. shit they're i believe 28 to 1 yeah you gotta thank jerry jones for that man he every year he gives us this hope that you know what we're gonna be in the super bowl you know and for the last 25 years it hasn't worked out bro. Mm. Hope, well this is this is the year this is what every cowboy fan says this is the year bro <laughs> there's a you know i've as i've gotten older that, that's kind of tongue-in-cheek but yeah, yeah, yeah as i've gotten older man and I, I think also being in this line of work mm -hmm. try to i try to remove my biases as much as i can yeah but it's weird whenever i talk about teams in the nfc east if i'm a little bit like critical it's like oh you're a fucking hater Fuck yeah, you're you. a it's homer like, yeah you're a homer yeah, you know yeah. even though i think the giants are going like four and 13 this right, year right, right. and i'm upset that there's no big prospects coming out at yeah. quarterback <laughs> but i think with dallas I'm I'm fascinated by them because do, do you like I, I know we're going to talk a lot about daily fantasy, but do you like betting or like futures and stuff like that? Are you yeah. into them? Yeah, yeah, I, I do. I dabble in it. I wouldn't say that I'm I go into it as hard as I do with the DFS. Mm -hmm. But um, like I was looking the other day at a future props for this year and one that jumped out at me and you can, I know I'm going to be called a homer for this, but Zeke to win the Russian title is like plus twenty one hundred. Yeah. You know, and I mean, to me, I think that's a value bet because mm -hmm. I'll I'll bet it if if I see value in the bet. You know, it's it's that's the way I look at it. It's all a value proposition for me. Yeah. Yeah. That's how that's how it should be. Right. Yeah. Like I, I've been I've been talking about Justin Herbert winning MVP since like week four of last year. Yeah. Second year trend. I love the Chargers. Yeah. Player. I love the He's Chargers roster, too. Yeah. I was a big fan of his for, for years, and he just checks a lot of the boxes, right? They improved their O-line. Mm -hmm. they, they got loaded weapons, too. Their defense is going to be sick. Mm -hmm. And at the time, like in March, he was 45 to 1. Now, win bet, he's 10 to 1, only behind Mahomes. It's yeah, like, yeah. yeah, I don't want to bet that, him now. he's coming in. Yeah, I don't want to yeah. bet him now. But when he was 40 to 1, yeah, I loved yeah, it. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, I was, I was talking with my buddy Danny and i'm like yo you know who i was like this is a girl's play i'm not saying he's gonna win mvp but a guy who kind of fits the mold of a dude who i would want to bet on for value was tua mm -hmm. 85 to 1 right. second year qb everybody's off him but think about what this dude had to deal with last year right he had that injury yeah people are like is this fucking guy gonna even play again right right no no uh, off-season or training camp. Yeah. And to be fair, you could be like, yo, Burrow and Herbert didn't have one either. Right, That's right. fair. But they also didn't have career-threatening injuries. Yeah, yeah. And he goes to Miami. He has the Fitzpatrick thing. He knows that, oh, man, I can't even make a bad pass. I'm going to get pulled. Yeah. 
And I I love their roster, Miami's roster, and you know they get Waddle. Well, they, they have a solid roster. They, they got Waddle. a good young roster. Yeah. They got Fuller, mm-hmm. Parker. I think is gonna have a nice year because he fits. He's different from all the other wide receivers. Yeah, Gasicki I think could have a nice year. Yeah, Gaskin yeah. also. So I'm like, yo, at 85 to one, right? That's interesting. I think Miami's gonna be good too. But going you never back, know. yeah, you you never know with that, and it's also like with the value betting and, and finding the right numbers. It's that's really what the difference is. Right, right. Twenty-one yeah. to one, you said for physique. Physique, yeah. That's, that's the Russian title. Yeah. As I like, of, I, I, it was on the FanDuel sportsbook as of like two nights ago. Yeah, I like him to lead the league in rushing touchdowns. Yeah, he's that's about a good fifteen too. to one. Yeah, because Dallas, they get Lyle Collins back. Mm-hmm. Zach Martin got hurt, I think, like halfway through the year last year. Yeah. Tyron Smith was in and out the line. No, I think he only played like two or three games. Right, right. They didn't have Dak. Yeah. Dude, in the, in the league I played with Dom, shouts to Dom. He's uh, Dom, he, what up? He's, he's the, the middleman in this connect that we linked <laughs> up. But I had we play in the same fantasy league, and I had Zeke on my team. Dude, the first four or five weeks, I'm like, oh, bro, I'm getting 20, 20 pieces from yeah, him. Yeah. You know, I make a trade with him to get CMC also. I'm like, I'm loaded up because anytime right. I play yearly – I think about week 14, 15, mm-hmm. 16. I don't care. Eight years I've been in the that championship league. Championship weeks. Yeah. Eight years I've been in that league. Seven of them, I've made the playoffs, got the most wins, most championships. You mm-hmm. hear that shit, Dom? Yeah, most championships. <laughs> but. Well, did it, didn't he win it last year? Nah, he won it three he years ago. That belt. Oh, that's yeah, what it yeah, was. yeah. Right, we yeah. have the belt. <laughs> it's it's funny. We've we've done this league for eight years, and only three of us have won it. Okay. My buddy Ralph and I, we've won it three times, and then and Dom's Dom. won it twice. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I it, actually invited Dom into my league this year. Yeah, um, that's gonna be free money, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, he, he, you can—he's one of those dudes, and I'm sure people listening to this—they all have a guy like this in their fantasy league. I tell him he should play daily because he treats his yearly team like a daily team. Like, if if CMC has an eight-point week, he's like, "Yo, I'm done. I'm trading him. Buy low. Who wants him?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, "Yo, what are you doing, bro?" Yeah, it yeah. just—it happens, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but going back to Zeke, like, I think Dallas is gonna be. Good. Offensively, I think they're going to be KC of, of the NFC. Yeah, I like agree. They're, can you think of three better wide receivers on a team? Nah, dude. I mean, I know. I think PFF had KC ranked number one and Dallas number two. And I forgot who three was. Well, they probably included Kelsey in that. They, yeah, right. 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 Well, I'm talking about, just, I'm wide talking about just wide receivers. Yeah, that. I mean, they might be number one if you're just saying just wide receivers. I would I would put them one. Yeah. If we're, tra- we're just talking about wide receivers, yeah, not yeah, including CD, tight ends. Coop and, and Gallup. I mean, I know everybody's doing like the whole hard knocks bump and everything. Have you, have you watched the show at all? But I haven't. No, I've lost interest in hard knocks yeah. after I bet the Bucks to win the Super Bowl a couple years ago. Right, right. And it was a nightmare when, when they yeah. got Deshaun Jackson. Yeah, I was yeah. like, yo. But on, on hard knocks, they're really giving CD a big, big push. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like, you know, that's, that's kind of hyping him up a little bit. It's hyping him up in, in you know, season longs. Like his ADP jumped from like 44 to like 35 in, like after the second episode aired. Mm. Um, and then, you know, all, all things point to him being a star, bro. Like yeah. he's, just, he's just that gifted of, of a player, you know? Yeah. So we'll see. I don't disagree with you, man. I think they got the, the top, you know, core in, in, the, um, in the league. Yeah, so you you, you got to expect Zeke to bounce back too. I'm a little worried about Dak because yeah. now they're saying. I mean, at the time of recording, it, this is Thursday of you know prior mm-hmm. to when this episode is releasing, but he's probably not going to play preseason. Very limited at practice. It's yeah. a shoulder and the leg. I mean, week one. I know you say you're going to be at that game. Yeah. 
Man, I don't want to ruin your vibe, but I, I could see that being ugly because you're throwing Dak out there. No, I, I hear you. I mean, he's, you know, to your point, he's coming off a catastrophic injury, now the shoulder. And you know what? The first live bullets you're going to see is against the defending Tampa champs. Defense. That defense is you stacked. The ring night, that place is going to be jumping. It's. For sure. It's, yeah, no. You, so that, you're throwing them out to the wolves. You know, like, I think there's some spots it's six and a half. Yeah. I would, I would bet that. I actually bet that already. Right, right. The one thing I will say to kind of push back on that a little bit is that, and I know I'm going to be called the homer for this, but, dude, Dak's mentally tough, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, it, like, all the stuff that that dude's been through, like, with, you know, not only just the, the injury, but he lost his brother. Yeah. You know, like, that, that same year, and... For him to be able to like kind of just get through that fire, mm. and and you see it on Hard Knocks, like the the team, that like the team would run, run through a wall for him, you know. Yeah, that's someone you want to go into battle with, you know. So, I, I get what you're saying, but you know, I have a little nah, faith yeah. in the Cowboys. I, I think I think my concern is the live reps. Like yeah, big. like the Giants the are going, the Giants are going through it with with, with Saquon. Yeah, you know, he hasn't. He's been limited. Some people are saying he's not even ready yet. Right, which is right. crazy to me. Like, you know, eight, the ACL, it's weird because everyone's body's different. Yeah. But he got hurt week two of last year. So right. he's had almost a full well, year full, of yeah, re- yeah. recovery. Yeah. And he's, I mean, Saquon's, he's amazing. Um, but he hasn't shown the ability to stay on the field. You know, like I know he had that great rookie season. But, you know, years two and three, he, he's been hurt both years, you know. Yeah. you have He's a special talent. He's just got to be able to stay on the field. Yeah. You haven't seen the him live up to that hype. Yeah. He did his rookie year. He did, yeah, yeah. You know, he came out the gates smoking. Uh, but, you know, years two and three were kind of like the injury bug. Yeah. Man. Yeah, and, and it's a little concerning, man, because, you know, as a Giants fan, I'm, I mean, I wanted Daniel Jones to be something so bad, like yeah. so bad, bro. And uh, it's just not. Yeah. It's a so nightmare. He's not, he's not the answer. No, no, no. I have, I have a gut feeling they make a move for – a quarterback next year in free agency or trade because now yeah. they got three first round picks in the next two right, years because right, right, they right. got the Bears pick yeah and they have three twos also yeah I'd give all that up for like Russ yeah I mean he's still he's still young he, he wants to be out of Seattle that makes a ton of sense and there's rumblings I heard from someone that covers the Seahawks that Sierra wants to go to LA or New York, or New York for yeah. her music career right he ain't going to go to L.A. because they got Stafford and Herbert. Right, right. The Jets drafted another Sa- Wilson. Zach Wilson. Yeah, right. Yeah, not Open too arms, many, baby. Yeah, not too many opportunities in Seattle for the music and, career. And, and, and you have the draft capital if you're, if yeah. you're the Giants, you know? Yeah, no, it, it makes a ton of sense. I mean, I, wouldn't, I would hate to see Russ twice a year, mm-hmm. but for the Giants, it makes a ton of sense. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a big year for what's going to happen with uh, both teams, too. Who do you... Who do you does Washington scare you? I mean, they do because of that defense. And Fitzpatrick, you know, he's gonna, you know, he's he's gonna keep you in a lot of games, but he's gonna throw you out of a lot of games also. So I want to push back on that. My buddy Impy is because I'm I'm very high on Washington. Yeah, I think their offense is gonna be really good too. Gibson, Logan Thomas. Yeah, I yeah. love Terry McLaurin. Curtis Samuel actually is from the city. Mm-hmm. He played in the PSAL. Okay. So I have like a soft spot for guys that play like in the city leagues and then they yeah, go yeah. out there. That offense is going to be really good. O-line is really good. Head coach is a baller. Defense, I agree with you. Elite, probably the best defense in the league. I think all scenarios are different. This is the best situation he's been in. Yeah. Like top to bottom, team is stacked. 
Right. So I don't think we're going to see those six interception games from him. Yeah, yeah. He's a slinger, though, man. He is. And he's um, – I'm going to steal this from Ryan Clark because he said this about Jameis Winston, but it, I think it applies to Fitz as well. He's one of those rare quarterbacks that has the ability to keep both teams in the game. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, cause he's gonna, he, you know, he's gonna light it up, but then he's gonna throw his picks. I used to say that about Andrew Luck. I'm like, there's no quarterback I want to have down 17 than him, but there's also a lot of quarterbacks I would pick w- having a 17 point lead. Yeah, cause yeah, like, exactly. you know, it'll, he'll, yeah. he'll passes. Couple, gonna yeah, he's gonna up. give you. He's gonna give you a yeah. couple. But I, I think Washington is stacked, man. I really yeah. think. Oh yeah. But I mean, that, to your point, that defense is elite. Yeah, and. No one's repeated as division champs since I think twenty two thousand three, two thousand four. Yeah, yeah. So that 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 might be good for us. Right, right. It might be good for us for sure. More so for you because your your team is definitely better with Dak. But what do you think of Philly, man? I think I mean I think they regressed. I I mean look, you know, Jalen Hurts is is he the answer? I mean he had his flashes last year, but. They, but he was also a better fantasy quarterback yeah, than he yeah. was a real life one. Right, right. And I think that's a big misconception in football a lot of times where a guy is a good fantasy Puts player. numbers, but he's not really a good But he's not really player. a good yeah, like, football player. And then there's also the flip side where I think Kenny Galladay is a great football player, but not a great. Fantasy I wouldn't want him as my number one receiver in fantasy, right. especially now with the Giants because I think there's but too many. But he'll make that tough catch on like, yeah. the third. And, and like, as an actual football player on Sunday, he reminds me a lot of Plaxico. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Also, Burris, when he came yeah, over to He's the, a little more, like, stockier than, than Plaxico. Yeah, and he's a little smaller, too, in yeah. height, but also... But play know, style. Play style is very he's, similar. Right. And if you think about it, when they brought in Plax from Pittsburgh at the time, Eli Manning was, like, year three or four. Yeah, yeah. They brought him in to help his accuracy and shit, the same shit they right, did right. for Daniel Jones. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting, man. I, I think, though, it's going to be either Washington or, or you guys in Dallas. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's what everyone's saying in the preseason. But, you know, one thing we learned about football is you, you never know, man. Mm-hmm. You, you never know. Like, who would have known that Dak was going to break his ankle, you know, week five last yeah. year? You know? so, so, you know, with injuries, that's always the wild card. Because, you know, in the NFL, you need a little bit of luck, man. Like, you need things to break your way, like, as far as, like, injuries go. So, you know, you got you to gotta factor that in as well. Yeah, I'm glad that you mentioned that because there's uh there's something I, I want to steal from my notes here mm-hmm. about there's a couple of things that like professional sports betters the common thing is there, there's four key things to a team's success year in year out and these are all luck based because mm-hmm. you mentioned luck like yeah it's, it's important for you to be good but luck is a big part of it yeah, too yeah. we're gonna get into that when it comes to DFS in just a second right but the four things that they talk about is close wins one score games right like you can't expect a team to go eight and one in one score games and then the next year go eight and one again it just yeah, yeah. It, it always yeah it always regresses back yeah. to the mean so you got close wins injury luck is number two strength the schedule like yeah. how many times you see teams, you know, they come in last the year before. They go to first. They go to first because yeah. they're playing the fourth place schedule. Right, exactly. And a lot of people are like, yo, you know, fourth place, first place. Yeah, it's a big difference if you're playing Kansas City as opposed to the Raiders. Right, right. When you got to play the yeah, AFC yeah. West. And the last thing is turnovers too, man. Yeah. Yeah, you don't win the turnover battle. It's, it's going to be hard to win. And it's also something where it's, it's rare to see a team be, you know, plus 30 in turnovers one year to the next. Like it just don't happen. Yeah. So right. those are the four things when it comes to team yeah, success. Yeah, no, it makes a lot of sense, man, for sure. 
All right, man. Let's let's start getting into the nitty gritty and why yeah, so why we got you on came here. For, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> that title on the pod. Yeah. Uh, when did you start playing daily fantasy? So I really got into it. Um, I shouldn't say really, but I got into it around 2014, and my friend introduced me to it. So yeah, me, me too. Right, right. That's that's that's. I how feel a lot of parallels coming, except I, you know, I didn't win a fucking million dollars. <laughs> hey, it's a, Lamb, it's a new year this year. Bro. Don't <laughs> right, worry right. about it. Um, so yeah, at the end of 2014, cause our, our season long had just ended and you know, I still had that itch. Like I still wanted to play and my boy was like, Oh, why don't you, tr- why didn't you try this Fanduel thing out? And I'm like, well, you know, I kind of had heard of it, but I didn't know like exactly what it was. And then he showed me on his phone. He's like, yeah, you could pick, you know, players and play in these tournaments, 30 K to first. So when he said that to me, like I looked at it and you know, I, I kind of did some research that night. Bro, I thought I discovered fire at that point. You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm gonna get into this. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna make so much money. Um, so that was right around 2014, and you know, I quickly discovered that it's it's not that easy. Like I I, de- I deposited 100 bucks, and the first night this was basketball because football had mm-hmm, had ended. Mm-hmm. Um, deposited 100 bucks, and bro, donut the first night lost every cent of that hundred dollars. Then the second night, I was like, all right, that's bullshit. Let me, let me deposit another 100 Dude, same thing. Donut, right? Now, at that point, like, my ego got to me. I'm like, this, this, can't, be, this can't be right, right? So I started looking at, like, the, like, what the top players were doing. I started looking at their lineups, and things started to make sense. You know what I mean? Like, all right, why, is, why did this guy play a backup point guard? And then I looked at my lineup, and I had I had rostered Carmelo Anthony, but at 655, he got scratched, and I never changed my lineup. You know what I mean? So these are like little things I started to NBA learn. NBA is also way. a fucking nightmare. NBA bro. is a fucking nightmare, bro. I always tell anyone that wants to get into NBA, if you can't be at your computer between 6 and 7, don't even bother because you're burning money. No bullshit. I stopped playing NBA DFS because, because the Pacers that? played the Pelicans. Yeah. And the game got fucking rained out. Yeah. There was a leak. NBA game, bro. There was a leak in the ceiling. I remember that game. And I had had a lineup on DraftKings that put up like 280-something points. Yeah. And my main guys were Oladipo at the time with the Pacers and Anthony Davis. AD, yeah. So they took up about like 40% of my salary cap. Yeah. I had a backup point guard put up the fire with like 40 points out of nowhere and shit. Right, right. I'm like, yo, this is, you know, $50 yeah. single entry. I usually don't play that much NBA, but yeah. I was like kind of hot coming off of football. I'm like, damn, yo, this might be the one. And it got rained out, and bro. Got rained I'm out. like, yo, I'm never playing NBA and that's again. And that's the thing with NBA. If you take a zero in NBA, you're, you're drawn dead. Yeah. You know, you can't take it. Like, it's not like football where you could... You know, it obviously depends on how big the tournament is. Like, in the millie, you can't have a zero in China. Well, there was a guy on DraftKings... Mm. I don't know if it was his past year, but maybe 2019. He won the Millie Maker with a zero. I, I, I seen that. I seen that. But that, that's that's an outlier. That's though. an outlier. Yeah. He that, also his stack hit and combined yeah, yeah. they were like 4.8 percent ownership. Yeah, yeah, so there's yeah. that. That'll too. probably never happen again. Right. 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 Things. Right. Yeah. But yeah, you take a zero in NBA, you're you're drawing dead. Mm. You know. So so yeah. So like back to like when I, that was around like 20, the end of 2014, um, going into 2015, but. I started, you know, that kind of opened up my mind where like, all right, I got to learn about this. You know what I mean? There's got to be information out there about this. And, you know, I started researching a little bit more. And then it was that that summer of 2015 
it was in baseball where I had my first big hit, which was about 15K mm. baseball tournament. It was, a, I'll never forget, it was a Yankees Brewers stack that, that did it. Um, and that was like my first big tournament that I took down. And then once I, you know, hit that tournament, like it was, it was off to the races at that point. Yeah, once you get that initial hit yeah. and you start playing with house money, you get a little more reckless, maybe yeah, play yeah. bigger contests. Yeah, you get a little bit more aggressive. But, you know, off to the races in a sense where, like, I said to myself, I could do this. Mm. You know what I mean? Let me do the research. Let me put the time into it and, and find out how to do it. And then that's what I did. And then, you know, that football season, that's when the ad war with, like, FanDuel and DraftKings started where, like, every Sunday – there was a FanDuel or DraftKings commercial like Bro, every yes, five minutes. Yes, yes, that? yeah, of course. And I talk about it all the time. Yeah, yeah. The Dude, commercial the commercial setup was like McDonald's, DraftKings, uh, FanDuel. Fucking Viagra, FanDuel. FanDuel. Yeah, bro. Like it was literally yeah, every was, commercial break. It was, it was wild. I, they, they spent something like a half a billion dollars on advertising. On advertising. And then really that's nice. how they got exposed. Right. That's, and then in New York. That. Yeah, the mm-hmm. AG called wind of it. He's yep. like, Dude, what what's what is this? Y'all just gonna give out a million every week? Yeah, exactly. Like, what's going on over there? Yeah. And then um and then you know the the, the shutdown happened that that following um following season following season, so when the shutdown happened, I took that as a chance to like really like hone my skills and kind of dive in and because I knew it was gonna come back. There's there's too much money in it for it yeah. not to come back. Do me a favor, just pull that mic a little oh, sorry, closer bro. to you or talk into it. No, that's fine. I yeah, just yeah. don't want to edit too much afterwards. Yeah, yeah. No, I hear you. That's better. Um. It was there was too much money in it yeah. to to not to not bring it back. The city just got to figure out all right how are we going to be able to tax this and then eventually it'll come back, and that's what happened. That's came exactly back, what happened. Yeah, that it came back that that football season it relaunched. But we had a solid like, you know, five or six months of not being able to play. You know, I was like I was thinking about like let me drive to like, like you know like somewhere where it's legal or whatever. Like that's that's just too much work. Yeah. Right. So I just took that time to to like really like hone my skills, like learn about optimizers, learn about projection models, about ownership models, uh, about algorithms that simulate mm-hmm, the slates. Mm-hmm. And um, by the time that football season came around, like I was, you know, my, I had sharpened my skills a lot. Damn. So that was like a blessing in disguise not being able to play, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it sucked because it was something that you look forward to every night. Right, right, right. Um, but yeah, like to your point, it was a blessing in disguise because I was really like... You know, I didn't have to invest any money to, to learn. You know what I mean? So yeah, that's kind of yeah. like, it was, you know, it was a good time to like kind of sit back and like learn about it. Wow, that's fascinating, man. It's also true because you have all that extra time of not putting, because people don't understand about DFS. Because very similar to you, I got into it around 2014. My mm-hmm. buddy Danny and I, Dom also, we go to Vegas. Yeah. Now, I've told this story before, so I'll just be reiterating. But if you're listening for the first time, my friend Danny finishes college kind of doing like uh apprentice stuff and he's working at like this like clothing store kind of doing like embroidery and shit Mm -hmm. we go to vegas and dude is just pulling out hundreds (laughs) i just go to him i'm like yo bro what's your deal man what's happening over here because i know you don't make yeah we always complaining about money and shit (laughs) like what's how you just pulling out hundreds at the pool party he's like bro i play on this i play daily fantasy i'm like what the fuck is that at the time, he was playing on this site called Draft Street. Yeah, yeah. Before DraftKings bought that. Right. He's like, yeah, man. He's like, yo, you know how it's yearly? It's just it's just daily every day. Yeah. You just put in lineups. Now, he's really good Fantasy at- Fantasy sports on, on yeah. steroids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's he's big into NBA. Mm-hmm. He's uh, He's been to FanDuel Live Finals and shit like that. Like, he does really well in the NBA. He's like, yeah, man. You should check it out. 
Now I'm thinking like, you know, I start talking shit to him. I'm like, yo, I'm better than you in fantasy and whatnot. Like, this is going to be nothing. Play the first year, similar to you, bro. Deposit. Wake up at like 1230, put a lineup in at 1245. I'm like, oh, yeah, no problem. AJ Green, he's the best. Uh, Fucking Eddie Lacy at the time or whoever it was, whatever. Goose egg. Nothing. One week, two weeks, three weeks. I end up losing like four or five hundred bucks. I'm like, yo, this shit is corrupt. Yeah, I don't know anyone fixed, that's bro. yeah, it's fixed. It's fixed. It's These pros, 150 lineups. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because your ego gets to you. Yeah, you know I mean? I'm like, like yo, I, I know my shit. I know football. Like, yeah, I know yeah. matchups. I yeah. know all that. Next year comes. I was telling you this before. I start reading like the matchups article. Evan Silva, who I think is the best mind in, in fantasy football, yeah, yeah. me personally. And uh, I, I agree, but I have a I have a take on that, which we'll get into. Tell me, tell yeah. me now, what is it? I think that. There's a lot of noise in DFS, mm. a lot, a lot of noise. And what I mean by that is that like that matchup column is incredible. I read it myself. I know yeah. exactly what you're talking about, but everything you read in that matchup column is already baked into the projections. So you could spend an hour read because that's a long ass column. It is. It yeah, breaks yeah. down every single game, every position, every unit, position, matchups, the whole nine, but that's all baked into projections. Mm. So to me, I think there, your time is better served. In you know, looking at projections, looking at ownership, roster construction, game theory, trying to like to trying to break down the slate, kind of like reverse engineer the slate. Um, so that's how I look at it. You know what I mean? But he's he's awesome at what he does. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. I mean? No, but that's interesting though. If you're looking at it backwards and from a different perspective, because a lot of it is projections, if not all of it is projections. Yeah. And it's also like I know I like playing showdowns. I don't know how you feel about showdown yeah. slates. I I like showdown, uh, but. Lots of times, even if you hit first, you're splitting. You're chopping it up with like yeah, 18 yeah, yeah. people. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know how much it would suck? Like if you had the nut lineup and, you know, it's a million to first and you had to split that with like. My buddy Josh, the 20 entry, people, the like, 20 entry max. Yeah. $3 20 entry max for the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, came in first, 100K to first. Ready for this? Walked away with 1,600. Think bro. about that, bro. <laughs> Think about that. Yeah. You man. have the nut lineup. You you're in first. Yeah. And you split it. What is that? Over 150 ways, yeah. probably, if not more. Right. Definitely more. For sure. Yeah, yeah. More. It's great. So, I mean, I'll, I'll play it for fun, but I don't like, yeah. I'm not like too serious about it. I do. Because uh, it's also, sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, but it's, it's a completely different game. It is. And people like kind of treat it the same. But it's not. It's a completely different game. Yeah. You have to throw that wide receiver three in captain. Yeah, yeah. Hope he can Even score. like sometimes like I, I've seen a lot of slates where like the kicker was like the difference. Yeah. You know what I mean? Two kickers. Like mm-hmm. you got to try like you got to try to create lineups that are not going to be duplicated. That should be like your yeah. number one objective if you're doing showdown slates. Yeah. Because you only have six roster spots and a lot of people are going to have the same guys. Like everyone's going to play Devontae Adams when right. the Packers play. They're going to play Aaron Jones. Yeah. You yeah. know, so you got to, you also got to take a stand too. Right. You got to be like, you know what? I'm not going to play D Hop tonight. Right. I don't, it's not that I think he's going to do bad. I'm just going to pray he puts up three points right. or he six does. points. Whatever. He yeah. Does he have does like 80% ownership. Right. That's the only way that you can really gain an right. advantage. But circling back, right, to, to Danny. He's pulling out all this money. He's telling me about it. The next year, I start doing a little bit more research. I'm reading the matchup column. Uh, I'm looking into more DFS sites. Start getting a little bit of success. Maybe profit like $1,500, $2,000. I'm like, all right, cool. 2016, the big explosion happens for me. Yeah. I probably won like close to 70 the whole season. That's that's And awesome, uh, like you were saying before about you, you hit that 15K in MLB. And then it was like, you know. 
the the what was the expression? Yeah, it's, it's off to the races. Off to the races. Point, you know? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I'm about to shut this whole shit down. So that was the same thing with me. Uh, uh, single entry, fifty dollar. I came in second on a Sunday night football game. Never forget it, Lamar Miller. <laughs> and uh, hey, yo, Lamar. That was that's how that that started because there's a lot of sayings with my friends and I. Uh, they were playing the Texans. No, he was on the Texans. They were playing the Colts. So I, I win like fifty eight hundred, and I take out the five k, and I'm playing with eight hundred. Before you know it, that turns into Close to like sixty between the two sites. Yeah, the Julio yeah. story I've right, right. said at nauseum. Yeah, He's eight yeah. percent ownership. It's a good run, bro. Yeah, twenty sixteen. I, I fixed my teeth, fixed my dad's teeth, did my basement. Yeah, it was got a, good a year. dog, <laughs> got a new bed. Dude, I used to. I was twenty six years old and I had a twin size bed. Yeah. <laughs> my mom was like, "It's about time that you get a fucking yeah, yeah. adult bed." Thank you, you know? DraftKings. And I was like, "Thank you, DraftKings." So forever in my heart. <laughs> and then after that, after twenty sixteen. I didn't play the same tournaments that I was playing that year. Yeah. I've probably dumped. So you went you went up in stakes or? No, I was playing qualifiers. Yeah. And to this day, I'm hell-bent like on, I'm, on I'm trying to go to a lot. Yeah, man. That, that's on my checklist too, man. I want to do like at least one live final. <sighs> I came I, close a couple of times this year. Dude, I've I finished second like six or seven times yeah whether it's like prime time slates or whatever it is it's like and those are the worst for your bankroll right right, right. yeah because you gotta come if you in don't, first you gotta come in first or i mean second is like you know a hundred bucks hundred bucks or whatever but yeah you gotta come in first because it's all baked into that top score yeah i've i've lost a, a teacher's salary worth in trying to get into qualifiers yeah like it's bad and that's all i've been playing since right right yeah, trying to trying of, to get a live live yeah. final. I came close uh, this year. You know, in baseball, I was in first place in like, like literally like the last game of the of the night, and some Lux on the Dodgers hits like a home run in the bottom of the ninth, and this guy from like fifth propels to first. I was already making plans to go to Denver, just like you're you know you're you're spending the money before it's in your account. I'm like you know I'm gonna tell my girl we're gonna have, we're gonna take a trip to Denver, go to a live final, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it didn't didn't happen, man. Damn. What do you? How do you feel about qualifiers? I think they're. I mean, they're negative EV. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You're going there to you know obviously tr- to try to win life changing money, but also the experience of it. Because have you ever actually been to one? I haven't. No. Because I went one. I went to one as a guest, and it's it's a good time. And it was it was in New York a few years back, and I went like as a guest. And it's it's a good time. Like all the uh, executives from the sites are there. Like pretty much anyone that's anyone in the industry is there. So it's it's good networking. Um, but it's a good time. I mean, you know, you're watching sports. They they have like the best of every drink, the best of every food. I mean, like like FanDuel and, and DraftKings, they they do it pretty big. Mm-hmm. So for the experience of it, is is worth it. Yeah, yeah, but it's terrible for your bank. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's uh. It's interesting, man, because that, that I think is the biggest appeal because you see like two million, three million to first place. Yeah. And again, I've just dumped so much money into that. So I haven't played the same way. Right. Uh I've I've shifted into MMA. I play MMA relatively big. Yeah. But with NFL, it's uh I I stick primarily to single entry mm-hmm. and three entry max. I yeah. like to tell people that's the best way to get your feet wet. Right. It levels the playing field because if, if you're going 150 for 150 and I'm putting in two lineups, right? You're gonna beat me every time. Yeah, 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 for sure. More times than not, right? You're gonna come out, yeah, in a better situation than me. But and you're you're 100 right. But even like like a lot of people think like, oh, you're putting in 150 lineups, 
like of course you're gonna win right mm. and it's not like that like there, there's an art to building 150 good lineups because you could build 150 really really bad lineups but if you want to build 150 like lineups that actually have a chance at winning there, there's an art to it like mm. it's not you know you got to be able to you know manipulate the optimizers use projections use ownership it's not like like you could you could burn through a lot of money really quick putting in 150 lineups if you don't know what you're doing what goes into a good lineup then that it that it's plus ev that it actually has a shot at winning you know first place because in those in those big tournaments especially like the milli 40 percent of the money is going to first place you know and then i think like if you get down to 10 it's like the thousand dollars the payout structure is devastating you know it's not it's not flat at all so you got to build lineups that actually give you a shot to land in that, you know, top 1%. And then at that point, it's all variance. Like your, your objective is to build lineups that have a shot at coming in the top 1% of the tournament. And then at that point, like, look, the difference between first place and 20th place is usually less than a touchdown. It, yeah. w- it was when I won the Millie. I, I scored a 219-6, and I think 20th place scored like a – a two thirteen, something like that. It was like less than a touchdown was the difference. Damn. So, so at that point, it's all variance. Now, when you're building uh, 150 lineups, do you, you personally, do you build around a core? Do you scatter? Like, what's your approach? Because yeah. me, when I do, when I do 20 entry maxes, uh, not so much in the three entry max. Maybe mm-hmm. like three entry max, I'll lock in like one or two players at yeah, most. Yeah. But There'll be favorite stacks that I'll have. So yeah, in my yeah. three lineups, like, all right, I'll do Ryan, Julio. I'll do Devontae and Rodgers. I'll do Mahomes and Hill. And then just inner loop the guys right, throughout. Right. Yeah. When I do 20 entry maxes, I'll pick maybe two fighters that I'm 20 for 20. Yeah. I know some people feel different about that. Right. Locking in a guy. Yeah. Especially in the fight game. But, and then from there, I kind of mix and match right so what what is like your general philosophy it's it's very rare that i'll go like lock button on a player it has to be like a very unusual situation and it actually happened last year um you want to want to guess what it was this is this is on fanduel not DraftKings. this is the week that you won no 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 this is a year this is a week where it just it it made all the sense in the world to just have this guy in every every single lineup. It didn't make sense like you to not have him. I feel it was like Gio Bernard. No, it was. Um, but because there was a Gio Bernard week a couple of years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So last last year on Fanduel, there was one week where where Drew Brees had been ruled out early in the week, right? Oh, I know what you're talking about. And and Taysom Hill Taysom was Hill. eligible as a tight as end. A tight end. Yes, yes. Right. Now in a situation like that where he's his projection is 20 points, and mind you, on that slate. Um, Kelsey wasn't on the slate. Waller wasn't on the slate. And I think the next um, highly projected tight end was, was Andrews on, on Baltimore. Yeah. So even if, if Taysom Hill hits his median projection, which is 19, 20 points, he's still going to lap the field. Yeah. So there's no other – unless Mark, Mark Andrews has – Eight like for a, 150. Right, which is like yeah. really like an 80th percentile outcome, which is very rare. It, it made no sense not to have Tyson Hill. So in an instance like that, which is an outlier, that's what. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you hit the lock button and then just move on with your lineup. Yeah, dude. I remember I remember the Taysom Hill shit. That was crazy. Yeah. That was crazy. Because the, the one I remember was the Gio Bernard on DraftKings. He was 3K, and then Mixon had gotten ruled out. But yeah, this was yeah. after. Oh, my God. It was the week. I remember now. It was the week I was telling you before. Because the Sunday slate comes out before Monday Night Football, the prices. Yeah, right, right. And that was the week. Dude. <sighs> fucking Joe, Joe Mixon, Mixon, man. Everybody's got a Joe Mixon horror oh, story. Oh, man. So, Mine was very expensive, though. But <laughs> <laughs> Well, this one turned out to be pretty pricey for me, too. Yeah, yeah. But it was a uh, it was a Sunday-Monday slate, and I was playing the, the DraftKings GPP, like 250K to first, and I remember it was Bengals-Steelers for sure. That was the Monday Night Football game. They were playing in Cincinnati. The Sunday night game had to be like Saints Packers or, or something of that magnitude where it was loaded with with, with skill position players. Uh-huh. And no one was talking about the Bengals. No one was going to play Bengals. So I played Joe Mixon. I faded Lev Bell. I faded uh, Antonio Brown at the time. And uh, at halftime, dude, I'm winning like $173,000 at halftime. And I'm like, <laughs> we were talking about counting money, printing money. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. yo. <laughs> I'm going to get my dream car. I'm going to yeah. go on this vacation. I'm going to go crazy. Maybe that first drive, he gets a concussion. And then on the ensuing drive, Le'Veon Bell like catches a three-yard swing pass, tiptoes up the sideline, scores a 50-yard touchdown, and it just went, yeah, yeah. because of that <laughs> Your game. dreams are shattered. <laughs> because of that game, dude, I look at my lineups at 1 o'clock. What's the ownership? All right, cool. We got Devontae at 13%. This guy's at 14%. Mm-hmm. I don't open it until the end of the night. Yeah. I also, a little bit different from you, I, I play one lineup. Right, right, right. I was telling you, I write it on the whiteboard. So yeah, I have yeah. an idea of how good my team is doing. Right, right. But ever since then, I'm like, I'm not going to get my hopes up, man. Yeah. Until it locks, I'm yeah, not doing but it. You only, you only play one lineup. Because I was going to say, you know, you're leaving a little bit of edge if you don't use late swap. Mm. You know what I mean? Because a lot of people don't use late, yeah. late swap. But I mean, one lineup, it's... It's, you know, you don't really have to worry about that. But 150 lineups, you know, at 3.30, you got to, like, really look at your lineups. Like, all right, does any any of it make sense to late swap? And most people don't do that. And that's where you're, you're leaving a little bit of edge on the table. Now, do you think people don't late swap? And what late swapping is, for those of you guys that might not know, it's, it's kind of self-explanatory if you hear the term. But it's yeah. like, you know, say you have Devontae Adams going at 405, and you know he's going to be 60%. So you could just assume based on how the other lineups, if you're chasing, right. it's like, well, I'm in fifth. There's no way I could get to first because you got Devontae, I got Devontae. Yeah, yeah. All right, let me We're take a chance. Hands. Yeah, let me take a chance yeah. at MVS, mm-hmm. right? Or right. like Alan Lazard. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. it might kill me. Right. But, but if, if you if I you want, want that chance... shot to win at first place, you have to do that. Why do you think people don't do that? Do you think it's they, uh they're just lazy. They're, they're why they don't late swap? Yeah. It's it's just late because it's it's work. I mean, especially if you're doing it with 150 lines. Yeah. It's, hmm. you know, it's a, cause you're on a time crunch. Usually like if you, if you're going to late swap, you're usually deciding by like 3.30, 3.45 before that 4.05 lock. So to go on, you know, to go there and like, look at your 150 lineups is like, all right, does it make sense to do it in this lineup? Does it make sense to do it in that lineup? It's a lot of work. A lot of people to your point just want to, you know, lock in at one o'clock and not look at it again until seven and, and want a million dollars in their bank account. And yeah. When it doesn't happen, they're like, oh. Yeah, yeah. Why not? I also think it might be something where it's like mentally you're like, ah, man, this was, you know, your first thought is always your best thought. Right, is an right, expression right. you hear. Yeah. Yeah, because it a lot of times it may work out the other way. Mm -hmm. You know, you may have that player in your lineup and you're late swap and you end up screwing yourself. Yeah. You know, so. It, it, oh, it, dude, imagine you do a late swap and it ends up burning you. Yeah, it ends up costing you to million. That'd be crazy. <sighs> but I've, I've known people that, people in the industry, not that I know personally, but that have late swapped. And because of that decision, they, they won the million. Oh, yeah, yeah. You always hear stories about that. Yeah. For sure. How do you... Uh, look, let's talk about what everyone wants to hear, man. What was that Sunday like, you winning the million? Oh, dude, that's something I'll, I'll never forget. Walk it's me a, it's it. approaching a year. Yeah. Approaching you said year. it was week two last week year. Week two, September 20th of last year, week two. Yeah, so crazy day. I was actually working that day. Mm. I, um, you know, my regular job, I show apartments in Long Island City. So... I had, you know, I had built my lineups that I felt comfortable with. I wasn't able to build 150 that day. I was able to build 100 that I felt really comfortable with. How early are you building your lineups? So I start, I start like around Wednesday with like a, a shell build where, you know, I'll let the optimizer kind of run its course, but I'll use that to kind of get an idea of what the chalk is going to be. Hmm, so, and nice. then, and then I'll, I'll kind of make tweaks off of that initial build. Mm hmm um, let's say if like, all right, this player's chalk, I want to be under the field on him. I'll make that adjustment and then I'll run it again. So you're making, you know, dozens, if not hundreds of tweaks and then rerunning it. So that process starts like on a Wednesday. Interesting. Yeah. And then how many lineups do you have, say Saturday night? Saturday night. I mean, by Saturday night, the goal is to have my full 150. Oh. By Saturday night. So you don't, you don't wait about inactives, actives. Maybe. Like I'll keep, I'll keep notes on who I think, you know, has a chance to be out and I'll have my pivots ready. So if I know that, you know, beautiful. Yeah. If I know that, you know, this person's going to be out, what's my pivot? Who in that same price point can I globally switch? Okay. You know, cause to kind of re-optimize that on Sunday morning. Ah, it's too much stress. So, man. Especially like if you're, if, I mean, if you're going to wake up at like six in the morning to to do it again then then okay fine right but if but you're if you're waking up at a normal time like yeah. on a sunday you know eight nine o'clock you're not gonna have the time to do it not efficiently at least yeah and also you're gonna start panicking you'd be looking at the right. clock like fuck man i got another yeah, hour of this exactly yeah. man that's stressful bro so so i had the hundred lineups and i was at work that day so i remember that the game that i was targeting the most is the atlanta dallas game and not because I'm, I'm a homer, but it just I had the biggest total on the board. And I knew that a majority of the field was going to target the Packers-Detroit game because of what Aaron Rodgers and, and um, Devontae Adams did week one. So I'm like, I think that I could get this game at a good enough ownership where it makes sense. And then I looked at like all the projections for ownership on DAC. 
And it did was, you play Aaron Jones that week? Because I remember that was Aaron Jones. I'm, when I'm, I'm gonna get, that, that's that was the difference maker for me. That was the pivot off the, the chalk of Adams of, Rogers. Of Adams, exactly. We're, we're gonna get to that. Yeah, in, yeah, in a yeah. So I just want to show you that I've been doing this yeah, for years yeah. too. You know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, know, you know, spring. Uh, you, you know what you're doing. It's not your first rodeo. Um, but yeah. So so Dak was projected to come in at around right around like ten to nine percent ownership, mm-hmm. which in NFL is not that's not a lot. Like once you start getting into like 20, 25, 30%, that's when a player starts to get a little bit chalky. Yeah. I, I, I like to say 25 or higher is chalky. It's chalk, yeah, right. Yeah. So Dak was coming in on like every ownership model that I seen, Dak was coming in around like 10%. So I'm like, all right, I like the matchup. Um, I even like the other side of it because the Cowboys defense was, you know. Like historically bad. Historically yeah, bad yeah. last year. So I'm going to have a little bit of Matt Ryan and Atlanta stack. Oh, so I had every piece of that game. So I'm at work. And I have, in my office, I have the Cowboy game on because I always watch the Cowboy game if I'm at work. Um, I'm sorry. Um, I, I'll always watch the Cowboy game at work. And then, um, you know, and then I, got, I just got really busy at work. Mm. So, you know, I'm doing showings, but I'm looking at the ESPN app and I'm kind of like seeing like what's going on. Meanwhile, dude, my phone is like on fire, bro. Like, just, like, ringing, like, every, like, five minutes. Like, my friends are calling me. My brother's calling me. My, my Twitter feed is, like, going crazy. And I'm like, dude, like, what's going on? So when I, fir- when I finally have a minute to, like, sit down and look at it, um, I go back to my office, and I open up the app, and it says Charlie Chase 21, first place, winning a million one hundred dollars right? And I'm like, wait a minute. This shit can't be real. So did your friends all know that you won? They were because they they were in they the were in the contest. same tournaments and oh. they're seeing my name in first. So that's why they blew up. So your they're phone. blowing up my phone. That's dope. So I'm like, dude, what the hell is going on? So anyway, I look at it and I see a million dollars, and I'm like, this can't be real. I shut the app down, like I close it out, <laughs> and I Yo, reopen that's something it. Something I would do. I'm like, I, nah, I, this ain't true. And man. I reopen it. Um, so I reopen it and dude, I'm, I'm still there. I'm still winning a million. So I'm like, dude, real quick, are, are the games still going on? Yes. Oh. So the, the, the Atlanta, um, cowboy game was the 1 PM game. Yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah, that yeah. game went into overtime. So I got, you know, I got a few extra points in overtime as well. So when Atlanta muffed the onside kick right, and yep. the Cowboys recovered it. Um, so I got a few extra points. So those games, the, the one o'clock games end. And at this point I'm getting off of work. Right. So I'm driving home and I'm, and I'm still in first place. So now I'm like, wow, is this like really going to happen? Do you have anyone going at 4 o'clock? No. Whoa! My lineup, my lineup was done. Yo, that's so, yo, mad stressful not having everyone bro, chase you. The level you? of stress that oh I experienced between goodness. 4 and 7.05 <laughs> was fucking nuts, bro. <laughs> so so I, I'm, 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 um, I'm heading home. And I see that I'm in first place, but now the four o'clock games are about to start. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at the lineups behind me, and three lineups have Arizona defense. Now that game hasn't started yet. Once that game starts, they automatically get, get the, the, ten, 10 points. the ten point bonus. So as soon as the game starts, boom, I drop to like fourth, and I'm like, fuck, you know, like I'm I'm in fourth place, which is which is about like thirty grand or whatever. But you know, I mean. 30 grand is nothing to sneeze at, right? But right. fuck yeah. you want a, you want a milli, bro. Dude, that's the thing I, I I always say this shit like if 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 you were to tell me at 12:30 you'd be like, "Yo, you're going to come in second. You're going to win 100k." I'll be like, "Yeah, are you fucking kidding me? That that could alter a lot of shit in my life." Yeah. But come 5:30 if I'm in first and you had, right, you had and a shot then at I come milli? and then I come in second and win 100k. 
look, first world problems, yeah, yeah, weird yeah. stresses, <laughs> but I'm going to be a little hurt. You're like, going to be tight. Yeah, fuck, you're, you're going to yo. be grateful for the 100K, but fuck you. It's not every day you got a shot to win a yeah, million dollars. Yeah. You know, so, so boom, I dropped to like fourth or fifth, right? So I'm like, all right, Arizona's playing Washington. You know, Arizona's defense is good, but it's not that great. It, they Washington should be able to score 10 mm -hmm. points. The fucking, this is how fucking daily fantasy works. A Cowboy fan rooting for the Redskins, bro. Yeah. But so I'm, I'm rooting for the Redskins. I'm like, come on, man, do something, right? First half goes by, they got a donut on the board. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, are, is, are the Redskins really going to screw me like this? So anyway, make a long story short, they, they score. So now I'm like three points from first. And then like towards the beginning of the fourth quarter, um, McLaurin catches like a 60-yard bomb for a touchdown. And like all those, first place all those first place lineups drop and it propels me back into first. So I'm like, wow, I got this in the bag. So I'm, I'm looking through all the lineups. And I'm like, all right, who could catch me? Who could catch me? Who could catch me? The only lineup that could have caught me was this guy that was in... Sixth or seventh, that had Austin Eckler. They were playing the um, the the Chiefs that 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 week. So I'm like, all right, Austin Eckler needs about like nine points to catch me. There's like halfway through the third quarter, like I should be good. I'm sorry, they were in the fourth quarter at that point. I should be good, bro. I, I, I Austin Eckler starts catching balls, starts <laughs> like, and I'm like looking at this and I start sweating. I'm like, come on, man. Don't tell me this is going to, he's going to do it. Jam a finger or something, yeah, man. Yeah, like, something, know, bro. I don't like, wish injury on anyone, yeah, but something yeah, like, to miss a couple drives. Like, yeah. Not even injury. Like catch like diarrhea or something, man. They're like fucking <laughs> out for the rest of the game, whatever. So anyway, he's, this guy's creeping up and I'm kind of trying like to not psych myself out. I'm telling myself like, all right, at the very worst, I'm going to win a hundred grand. Right. But like we were just saying like, Nah, man, fuck that. I'm, I want yeah, the million, yeah, bro. Yeah, we get that close. Yeah, I'm yeah. with you, bro. So anyway, that game goes into overtime, right? And I'm up like one and a half points at this point. The guy that has Eckler is in second. Casey gets the ball first. They go three and out. Goes to goes to. I remember to this Chargers. game because this was the Herbert Tyrod Taylor. Yes, yes, yes. So Chargers get the ball. First play, Eckler takes it for like seven yards, right? And my one and a half point lead goes to like a half a point. Yeah. I'm like, fuck, it's going to end here. And then like the second was like an incomplete to, to one of the wide receivers. And then on third down, they tried to hit Eckler on a screen, but he, the, the, Herbert made a bad pass. I mean, you know, it wasn't really a catchable ball. So they get off the field. Punt the ball back to KC. They kicked the field goal. They kicked the field goal. <laughs> they kicked the field goal. Game's over. Now, I still don't think I have it in the bag. You want to know why? Stack correction. Yeah. So I'm hitting refresh for like an hour. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hitting refresh for like an hour. My, my girl's looking at me like, dude, the games are over. Like, what the? I, I haven't told her at this point. Oh, so she's wondering why, why is he still on his yeah, phone? Yeah, she, she's like, so once it finally hit my account, like after like all the auto, the stack corrections were, yeah, were done yeah, with, yeah. and I see it in my FanDuel account, a million one hundred dollars, I say to her, I'm like, babe, I just want a million dollars. She looks at me like, shut up, asshole. <laughs> like, I'm like, no, babe, look, look at this. I showed her and she starts, she just starts laughing. 
Like, I, it was like, I don't know if it was like a nervous laugh or like, you know. A shocked a laugh. A shocked laugh. Yeah. Mind you, she's about like five months pregnant at this point. So I didn't want to get like too excited because I didn't, you know, God forbid something happened. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, man. So that that's 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 how it happened. Damn. What was like, do you buy anything stupid? Anything crazy? No, no. Nah, nah, I mean, you know, Uncle Sam got his hands on it. Yeah, like, I mean, I, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I did treat myself to to a watch. Like I'm, I, I like watches. So I bought myself a nice watch, and I bought my girl a nice watch. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, because you would want to have something that you could always look back at and be like, yeah, Yo, yeah, I won exactly. the million that week. Yeah, like, I, you know, that's, uh, that I was part of it. You didn't, you didn't like, quit your job or anything? You want to do that? No, because... I, I would have quit my job already. Yeah, yeah. I would have hit up my pops because I, I worked for my pops. I'd be like, yo, that's yeah, a wrap. I'm not, I'm not coming to the shop <laughs> No more eggs, dog. Yeah. Like it's quiet. I mean, my job is kind of, it's kind of an easy job, and, mm-hmm. like, you know, I still kind of enjoy it. Keeps you busy, too. Keeps me so. busy, you know. Okay. Um, so I haven't transitioned into playing like professionally, like full time. Um, maybe I'll do that in, in, you know, another, you know, I have kids now, so I want to, you know, keep the benefits of the kids and stuff. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll see. Nah, man, that's fucking dope, dude. That's dope. Yeah. And then you were telling me how a couple weeks later you had a chance at winning it again. I was, yeah, week six, man. And now you're Joe Mixon. My fucking Joe Mixon story. story. Fuck Joe Mixon. That's going to be a hashtag somewhere. <laughs> but um, so, yeah, so week six, um, I remember targeting the um the again atlanta i targeted atlanta they were playing the vikings and that was the week that um dalvin cook had been ruled out so um alexander madison was like the chalk of all chalks yeah 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 yeah, yeah. i remember this too the way i look at a slate is like all right where's the chalk and if the chalk fails how do i benefit from that that's how I break it down. Maybe play the wide receiver in that play game. Play the wide as, receivers, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I played, I was heavy on, on Minnesota. I was he- heavy on Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, the run back with Julio. Julio went nuts that week. Um, so I'm in, I'm in first place again with like the, the four o'clock games, you know, almost like one, going into the fourth quarter. Sorry, the one o'clock games going into the fourth quarter. So I remember having Joe Mixon and I switched to the Bengals-Colts game and this was like towards like the beginning of the fourth quarter where the Bengals had third and goal from their nine. And I'm, I'm sorry, from the Colts nine. Joe Burrow rolls out to the right as the pocket was starting to break down, throws a fucking dart into the back of the end zone for Joe Mixon. And for some reason, like I still don't know to this day why this fucking dude decided to jump for a ball that was literally right between the two and the eight. I mean, he couldn't have thrown a better ball. He jumps, and the thing just bounces off like his his knee or something, and he drops it. So that would have been the touchdown plus the reception, which is six and a half points, plus the yardage, which is another point nine points. It's about a seven and a half point swing, bro. I end up losing it by by seven points. I end up taking sixth. So instead of another milli, it was ten grand. I, I mean, I did take first place in the rush, which was with the same lineup, which was 50K. So it ended up being about a, a $67,000 weekend. But that would have been another milli, bro. Damn. So fucking Joe Mixon, if you're listening to this podcast, you owe me 990 grand, bro. Damn, damn. I mean, if you yeah. win the milli again twice in five weeks, then you're probably quitting your job. Yeah, yeah. At that <laughs> point, I, I, might, I might quit, man. Because that's like about a, a milli, a milli two clean. Yeah, so, fuck, man. That's so crazy. What do you think is the future of daily fantasy? That's a good question, man. I think that it's it's just getting it's it's getting bigger and bigger. More and more people are playing. More every and more year. people are playing it. Um, 
and then a lot of other sports are being incorporated into it and the sports are just blowing up i think like you know like a sport like mma like golf like um like uh like what else nascar even i don't really yeah. play nascar but all these these sports are getting super popular and i think like dfs is part of the reason for it and you could tell by the prize pools yeah now, they're getting bigger and bigger i remember when i first i first started playing DraftKings mma because mm -hmm. my buddy jared jared gordon from astoria he fights in the ufc got like eight fights in the ufc yeah yeah he's fighting in uh in a couple of months october 2nd is his next fight he made his debut, and he was fighting a borderline veteran. I think the guy was had like three fights in the UFC, got cut, and then his return fight was against Jared, but mm -hmm. he was sort of a name. Yeah, yeah. And my friends and I were saying, let's play a lineup with Jared. He was like 8,400, which is borderline uh, mid-tier mm -hmm. for MMA DraftKings. And we're saying, let's just play him. And we all did like the hundred dollars single entries. Jared legit was the top scorer on the slate. Yeah, yeah. Broke the slate, put up like a buck thirty, which was crazy. This was prior to the new adjustments they've made on the scoring. Where now in the past it used to be significant strikes. Now it's total strikes, right, it's right. Ground control yeah, and yeah. shit like that. And uh, ever since then, I got hooked. I won like eight hundred bucks. Yeah. I told Jared. Jared's like, "Yo, never tell me that you bet on me, please, because I have enough shit to yeah, worry yeah. about now that <laughs> he, I know that my friend doesn't want that pressure. Yeah, yeah, I don't want that pressure. Yeah. So. The advertisements are all over the place. Yeah. Stadiums, arenas, on yeah, the floor, so, jerseys, yeah, right? Yeah. The canvas in the UFC. So it's becoming more popular. And also, I think the coolest thing about that is, man, some people don't want to give $300 in August and then have to wait until January right, to right, get right. paid to in get your paid. yearly. Yeah, yeah. What happens Instant if... Instant gratification. Yeah, what happens if you took Saquon Barkley last year? Right, right. And you you know, you know play in a $500 league yeah, and he tears the ACL. You're like, done, yeah. all right, look, I know... Either it could work the waiver wire, but whatever. You're you're at a right, right. deficit there without your first round yeah, pick. Yeah, yeah. And with the with the daily, you're not married to any of these players. Right. Right? Yeah. You play the matchups every and it's just becoming more yeah. and more popular. Every every week, every day, it's it's a new puzzle that you gotta try and put together. Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. So I think I think it's still in its in its infancy. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean it's um I mean obviously it's is exploded over the last few years. But I think like we're to your point, we're not even scratching the surface yet of what how big this thing could get. Mm -hmm. You know, like it's um but with that said, and, and with all the money being poured into it, you know, it's it's gonna you know, people are gonna find a way like to to make money with it. Like there's you know, all these content sites now, like the tools are getting better. Um, you know, you're you're playing against players that have like these advanced, you know, algorithms and, and you know I mean the crazy thing about it is that and I don't want to scare anyone here, but if you really look at who wins in daily fantasy sports, I think the number is something like, like one, like seven percent of users win ninety percent of the money. So the chances of you like actually like making money of this, if you know you don't really work at it, are are really tough. Hmm. You know, but it I don't think it should deter people from trying, from trying to do it. What what contests? Would you tell someone to to play if they wanted to get into it? Because again, I'm I'm a single entry, yeah, three entry max guy. But I know I started building my bankroll up, playing fifty fifties, double ups, mm -hmm. maybe playing smaller smaller entries, bigger stakes. Yeah, which yeah. is another thing. Everyone's bankroll is different, right? You know, a fifty dollar single entry might be your entire bankroll, but to you, that's like. 
you know, your showdown slate or whatever right, it might right, be, right? Right. So I, I, I never want to tell people how to play their money, but I do think that tournament selection or contest selection it's extremely important. It's huge. Yeah. Because I've seen, I've had lineups, bro, and I'm sure you have too, where if I just would have played it, like if my $25 single entry team was in the 150, it would have won first. Right, right. And in the $25, I win 800 bucks, which is what happened when I had Tyree kill when he right. went like 250 yeah, yeah. yards in the and first in the quarter. And the would have been like And the 150, I would have won 20K. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly yeah. what happened. And then my buddy Danny, preach, bro. My my buddy Danny's like, yo, stop playing for pennies, bro. Like, yeah, yeah. So we're here to win well, money. Well, it's also like, you know, and, and that's a really good question. But I think it really all depends on like what your goals are. Mm. You know what I mean? Like if you're if you're looking at it, like if if the bottom line is to to make money, which you know for a lot of people it is, don't don't play the milli, don't don't play the milli. Like it's it's a negative EV lineup. You got to go into that with one, you know, sole purpose of trying to win a million dollars, try to win, you know, life-changing money. But if you really want a chance at like, you know, you know, winning two, three, four grand, you know, play the $100 single entry, play the $25 single entry. Or like if you want to try and get good at, you know, building 150 lineups, do it in the, in the quarter arcade. Do it in the 25 cent where you could put in 150 lineups for like 37 bucks. Yeah. So you could get a feel for it. If, if you're putting, you know, if you're putting in 150 lineups, you know, in the milli, that's if it's four bucks a, per lineup, that's six hundred dollars. Yeah. And then as the season goes on, they start to raise it because more and more people are playing more it. more and more people are playing it. You know, so it really all depends on what your goals are. Like there is like no black and white answer for it. Um, and then again, like if you just want to have some fun, you know, go, you know, to the bar, watch the games and you want to throw four dollars into the milli, you know, have at it. But know that, you know, more chances than not, that lineup's not going to do anything. Yeah. It's really like the lottery. If you're playing one lineup into the, the milli. The milli, yeah. You might as well buy a scratch-off. It's the same thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, do you ever not max center? Well, I didn't. When I won the uh, the, Sunday, the, the milli, I, I only put in 100 lineups as, so, as opposed to 150. The reason is because I didn't have time to build 150 good lineups mm -hmm. I, I i had a hundred that i felt comfortable with and i'm like look i'm not just gonna you know throw 200 dollars in because yeah. building another 50 lineups i would have been another 200 bucks right right so i had the hundred that i felt comfortable with so i put in that hundred but i always try to to, to max enter the, the yeah milli for sure yeah has your has your style changed since winning the milli like are you playing bigger tournaments than you did before so i did for the rest of that year and the reason for that is um, I spoke to my accountant and he was like, look, he's like, I'm not encouraging this, but they're only going to tax you on what your net profit is at the end of the year. So if, if there's any, if there's ever going to be a time to get aggressive, now's the time to get aggressive. Okay. So that's a hell of a point. Yeah. If you were to be an asshole and lose that million, you wouldn't have, you to wouldn't owe any taxes on it. Because you're not, yeah, you you're won not a you're million, not, but you yeah. also lost a million. Yeah. Which, if you do that, you should stop playing DFS. Yeah, that's that's rough. Man. <laughs> but um, yeah, <laughs> but so I got you know I got a little bit more aggressive. Like usually I have anywhere between like five hundred to a thousand in play, and like for the rest of that year I was having like anywhere between like four and five grand in play like per per slate. But the reason for that is because you know football is once a week. It's not like I wasn't doing that every day. 
You yeah. know what I mean? It's once a week. You only really have 17 slates. This year, 18 slates. So I, I tried to get aggressive for the rest of the year. And, I, you know, in week six, I almost won it again. Yeah. And I took down the 50K in the rush. So it, it kind of, it did pay. That, that approach did pay off. Right. Man, it's fascinating. I love, I love daily fantasy. I, this, this is going to be the first year that I don't play in a yearly league since I was like maybe 13, 14. Yeah. Just, we were talking about it off air before we started recording how I, I've only been, pl- I used to play in about eight yearly leagues. Mm-hmm. Every year, the more I would get into daily, the leagues would start to diminish. Right, right. Got to a point where the 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 friends league that I was in, all my childhood friends. Yeah. That was the only league I was doing because, again, the camaraderie, talking shit. Right, the right. The only time with life getting in the way, the only time that I saw you all our friends now has been uh, crew vacations. Yeah. Bachelor parties, weddings, christenings like shit like that you know what i mean because people are living in different places and you know like we said before just life happens right so and you have the slack or the group chat talking shit to each other right so you feel like you're connected but if it wasn't and i was saying i would always tell my friends if it wasn't for this league i'm i'm done being a yearly player yeah i i don't enjoy it as much right i'm good at it i've won a lot of championships i've done pretty well um, when I was playing in eight leagues a year, like seven of them were making the playoffs. Yeah. But then what ended up happening is in week one, I got Brandon Marshall on my team, and he scores a touchdown. I'm hyped, but he just killed me in four other leagues. Right, right. So it's like, fuck, man. I don't even yeah, know yeah, what, yeah. If, if I should be happy or sad right, or whatever right. it might be. Right. And with yearly, you're never going to bench Zeke when he's your third right. overall pick. Like, I yeah. have to play him. Right. A lot of decisions are, they're almost made for you. Yeah. You you're going like to probably play your first eight picks every week. Yeah. With the exception of a bye week or an injury. Right. For the most part, it's rare that you're going to sit your, you know, you draft AJ Green a couple of years ago, right? When he was with the Bengals and he was still at, at his apex. And you have him in yearly and he's playing Jalen Ramsey. I don't want to play him in my yearly league. Right. Because I would never play him in daily fantasy because right. the matchup was so bad. And this is like the 2017. Yeah. Remember yeah. they got into the fight too? Right, right, right. And them yeah. two dudes got into yeah. the fight. So, like, that's the big difference between yearly and daily for me, whereas, like, it's all matchup and projections and ownerships. But mm-hmm. at, at its core, in yearly, I'm never going to not play those guys. Right. But in daily, so it's. And mm-hmm. I, also, I also feel like I could be biased, but I feel like. You're a sharper fantasy player if you play daily. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. But they're also, they're two completely different games. Mm-hmm. It's like almost like you're, you're playing poker, but you're playing Hold'em as opposed to Omaha, right? They're, they're Very com- fair. They, yes. look, they look the same. The but, concepts but, are the but same. But they're not. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're two completely That's different games. That's a good comparison. Games. I like that. Yeah. So it's, um, but I like to your point, I, I still enjoy the uh, the seasonal because of the, you know, the friendship, the camaraderie. A lot of times that's the only time of the year I'm going to see some of my friends. Right. You know, and then then you talk shit the rest of the year. Um, but yeah, I mean, nothing for me, like nothing replaces daily for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So you prefer daily to yearly? Uh, yeah, I prefer. I prefer daily. I mean, obviously, like, you know, I've had, you know, a good amount of success. Right, with right, it, right, so, yeah. right. No, but I have friends that like the concept of daily more than yearly also. Yeah. You know, it's just that they don't have the same time and effort to put in that research. Yeah. Because it's not just matchups. It's who's chalk. Right, right. Who's not being talked about. What's the game total? Yeah, yeah. What are the props? Right. You know, so it's it's a different it's a different element. Yeah. 
last couple of things, man, and we start to wind down. Yeah, I really yeah, enjoyed this conversation. I think a lot of people are going to get things out of this one. What would you say is the downfall to or or the negatives of daily fantasy? I mean, the number one thing is what we were talking about before is that, you know, most of the prize money is going to such a small percentage of the user base. So when you look at it, that it's, you know, you're looking at it, it's like a negative sum game. So that could, you know, that could deter someone from trying to get involved with it. But that's, that's like the, the number one thing I think is like, you got to really understand like what you're up against. Mm -hmm. And like, if you're going to jump into this space, really know what you're doing before you put your hard earned money you know, at risk. Now, are you talking in reference to Millie Makers and big GPPs or just general? Because no, no. I, I would disagree a little bit. I think single entries would be the best way to sort of... No, no, I'm just, I'm just talking about just as a generality. Mm -hmm. You know, just, okay. like, just like in general, like, like really know like what you're getting yourself into. But like, yeah, I mean, the single entry, those are, you know, a little different. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, man. I think the one thing with the, the DFS community and the fantasy community as a whole is very toxic too. Oh yeah. Uh, one Nobody thing like people don't really like to help each other out. Like there, it's almost like the poker player that's holding his cards like very close to their chest. Like they don't want to give away their secrets. Yeah. You know, so you have that. I mean, you know, when I was kind of like doing my research, I had a couple of people that, that, you know, they would like kind of like show me the ins and outs. Um, Cause I was, I was playing completely wrong. I was, I was approaching this, very wrong. And then after speaking with them and then doing some reading, then I come, you know, you have that aha moment, like, all right, now this kind of makes sense. Yeah. You know? So, and you know, the thing with that is like, everyone thinks that like, you know, if you do like a ton of research, like if you read every single column, if you, um, you know, do all the breakdowns that you're going to get an edge to me, I think, I don't want to say it's a waste of time, but your time could be better suited. Because all that is is baked into your projection model, and that's how you have to base your decisions off of mm -hmm. is is strictly off like projections, you know. And yeah, it's um yeah, it's like a, there's there's a learning curve in it for sure. Yeah, it's funny that you say the models and projections because one time I was out at a bar and I have a friend of mine who actually his his job title is uh, predictive analytics. Yeah, right. And uh, we were at a bar. <laughs> that's that's funny you said that <laughs> and I, I i started talking to this girl and and her friend they come over and you know it's just small talk and she's like oh what do you do and dude i was so hammered and i just look at my friend i was like oh i'm in predictive analytics yeah, she's yeah. like really that's such a cool title what do you do exactly i was like oh you know i have these like algorithms and models and excel sheets and yeah, i kind of yeah. try to <laughs> predict future outcomes yeah so anyway she leaves and my friend just turns to me and he goes dude that's hilarious because that's like actually what the job title is it is yeah and Mine was in reference to daily fantasy, daily fantasy which sports. is also like right, what right. I was doing that for. But you're, you're laughing, but, and, and that's a funny story, but, but you're a hundred percent right. That's exactly like what it is. Like to me, like I look at daily fantasy and it's no different from day trading. Mm. It's, it's the same thing. A lot of people cross over too. Yeah. And, and there's a lot of it. Like if you really like break it down to its core, it's, it's a, a lot like poker, because a lot of people that have had a lot of success in the industry come from the poker world. Yep. You know, you're, you're, you know, it's, it's all probability and math. That's really like what it boils down to at the end of the day. Man, this is uh this is a good time, dude. Yeah. yeah I appreciated sure. the combo. I'm definitely going to, I don't normally listen back to my episodes just cause 
I'm in the moment. And yeah, also yeah. when I edit, I, I do hear a lot. But uh, definitely once the season comes around, I'm going to definitely listen to this one again because yeah, yeah. I thought it was very insightful, dude. Yeah, this is a lot of fun, man. You got a, you got a really dope setup here. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. A lot of people, when they first come in, they're like, yo, it doesn't do it justice on the... On, like on the, the cameras and the videos yeah, too, yeah. so it's no, cool. Really it, you cool, know, it's a, it's a place to come in here, get creative. Yeah, you know, it inspires me, keeps me motivated the whole nine. Absolutely. But uh, before we get to where they can find you, actually, you know what? Let's say now, what's your are are you on social media? Like, yeah. So on Instagram, I'm uh, Charlie B N Y, and then um, on Twitter, Charlie B N Y C. That that's the best place to reach me. I'll have uh, all your links on on the bio for the podcast but uh some Thanks, housekeeping man. notes we got um patreon patreon roll call i had the list somewhere here oh it's right here in front of me patreon roll call we got nick chavez christopher velasquez daniel gibson Derek platies devin rendon Corey johnson hoops steven briggs ryan pisner shouts to tony von loon and to mike ferraro we're at 52 patrons now let's try to get to 100 by let's go october Let's go October. Join the Patreon. Get extra perks. Just save 15% off your annual subscription. It's basically two months for free. And also, the Patreon Survivor Contest is up. $20 tier or higher. Closing is September 8th, the day before Bucks Cowboys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyone, this is free for anyone to join in. Like, if you want to just play in the Survivor Contest, no problem. The link is in the bio. You can hit that. No worries. However, if you haven't paid for this, then you're not going to be eligible for the first place prize. 500 bucks with three merch items. One of the items being a custom bomber jacket. There's only one of one made. Obviously, I have that one. And second place, there is no second place. Just be better. Just be better, bro. Steak knives. Just be better. <laughs> All right. So, patreon.com slash veterans minimum. At the lamp shows, you can find me at veterans minimum. So, you can find everything for the show. Charlie, you're the man. I appreciate you, bro. Lamb, I appreciate you having me, man. This was fun. We'll uh, we'll probably watch some games this year. Get Dom to come in here too, and just kind of shoot the shit. See him stress out yeah, about yeah, uh, for sure. his second that's, round pick pulling a, a hammy. <laughs> <laughs> for All sure. Right. Later, everybody. Later.